When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. A great family vacation doesn't last a day, a night, or even a week. It stays with you year after year. This summer, plan a trip to Great Wolf Lodge Indoor Water Park Resort, where every second is packed with adventure and every memory is one for the ages. Howl side-by-side side down giant water slides, play indoors and out, or watch your children's face light up at the log cabin inside their hotel room. Seasons come and go, but Great Wolf memories will last a lifetime. Visit GreatWolf.com for details on how to save up to 30% on your summer getaway. New England Patriots coverage on CLNSRadio.com. We want to hear from you, so call in right now. The phone lines are open, 929-477-2386. What's going on, Pats Nation? This is the CLNS Radio New England Patriots post-game show. I am your host, Marvin is on, and I also got my co-host with me, Mike Nice. The Patriots just came from beating those 49ers 30-17 to at San Francisco. What a game, DJs. Tom Brady, Julian Edelman making their homecoming. Uh, and and it, what a performance they put on. They didn't disappoint at all. I felt that going into this game, Tom Brady would that extra piece of motivation knowing that he's going back to his hometown. And he didn't disappoint with the numbers he put up today against the 49ers in their defense. Yeah, Brady, 280 yards, throwing four touchdowns, zero interceptions. Vintage Brady game, 49ers had no answers for him whatsoever. It, was, it, was, it wasn't it was close from the start. You know, Patriots pretty much handled the 49ers from beginning to end. We saw some improvements from weeks before. But then again, you have to remember, this is a 49ers team that – Coming in was one and eight. Now is one and nine. Not a great team. Patriots should have handled them, and they did that pretty much. So thirty to seventeen. We also got our guy Mike Alonji working the switchboards. Alonji, what did you see in this game? Well, guys, I mean, like you said, it was you know a, a tough, kind of a tough gauge because you're playing against one, probably the worst team in football, if not one of the worst teams in football. So. You know, it's kind of hard to gauge, you know, how well the defense played, how well they didn't play. Then again, they did, again, give up only 17 points. Uh, they had trouble with Colin Kaepernick. We talked a little bit about that last week because of the mobility and stuff like that. He's a really fast guy. Uh, but he made some throws today. I won't lie. You know, he made some throws against this secondary, which was not uh, something that you wanted to see, not something that you thought you would see because Kaepernick is, you know, really not a very good, accurate quarterback. Uh, it was a really ugly game for the most part, guys. For, the, for me, I mean, all the rain – all the slop, the the ball, the, the offensive game plan kind of baffled me for a while. They threw the ball down the field way more than I thought they would. I thought this was going to be LeGarrette Blunt and LeGarrette Blunt only today. Um, granted, he still rushed for over you know a hundred something yards and a touchdown, so like you can't really get too mad about it. But you know, one thing that really struck me as well was Tom Brady's unbelievable mobility in the pocket. Can we talk about that spin move? falling down, throwing that touchdown pass to Amendola. I mean, he was, was all over beautiful. the place today, guys. Beautiful, beautiful. Brady's looking like he needs to audition for Dancing with the Stars next year because he was really, like like Alonji was saying, man, spinning, dodging, and he did it multiple times this game. You know, he was really putting on a show for his, um, his hometown crowd. But join the conversation. Join us. Let's talk about the Patriots. The blue apron call lines are now open. Get three free meals with free shipping by simply going to blueapron.com slash Patriots. 
You can call in at 929-477-2386. That's 929-477-2386. And we actually got Nick from Tampa on the line. Nick, this was, you know, a game the Patriots were supposed to win, supposed to dominate, and they did just that. Absolutely. Definitely a, a great bounce-back win, something I think that uh, this team needed. Um, a little bit close for comfort in the first half. I wasn't really happy with uh, some of the performance in the first half, especially the defense. I think that despite the win, there's still some questions on the defense, too many wide-open men, um, especially in the in the first half. You know, Colin Kaepernick is not the worst quarterback in the league. Um, I personally don't hate the man, despite, you know, some of the controversy and stuff like that. You know, I, I support, you know, his, his right to free speech and whatnot, but, I mean, the team is absolutely just – a terrible team, and it was very close early. I thought the Patriots, especially considering uh, the bad loss to the Seahawks, the way it kind of went down to the wire last week, that they would come out and you know really come out ripping heads off and maybe put a fire under the you know the rear end of the defense. And it just didn't seem like that happened, at least in the first half. Um, but you know, sloppy game, rain, all that stuff kind of gave us you know a chance to to, you know, pull it out, and I think the second half was a whole lot better than the first half and, you know, had a had a, had a great bounce-back game. Um, just a couple of observations before. I know you guys have calls and, you know, other segments, but uh, LeGarrette Blunt, I know some of y'all don't necessarily care much for LeGarrette Blunt, <laughs> <laughs> but he's my man. I've been following him since Oregon. I say this every week. I remember, wa- I remember watching him when he was – hurtling and trucking people down here in Tampa Bay, who, by the way, did us a favor by beating the Kansas City Chiefs today. So we're now ahead of the Chiefs and, I believe, tied with the Raiders for number one in the AFC Conference, not just number one in the AFC East, but also tied for number one in the AFC Conference. Uh, LeGarrette Blunt with 124 yards. I believe they said on CBS that he's uh, leading the league in the NFL in rushing touchdowns, and I believe he's only a couple of touchdowns away from setting a Patriots franchise record uh, for rushing touchdowns. So this may be, you know, and it's strange that he's been in the league so long that this is probably the best football that he's played in his entire career. And I think that it comes at a time when the Patriots, given the fact that our defense is, is fairly wishy-washy and weak, that we need every weapon that we could get, especially today with Gronk out and some of our other, you know, players somewhat banged up. We didn't get very much out of Martellus Bennett. Like Garrett Blunt, you know, came in there and really carried a big load in a, in a rainy game. So very happy with Garrett Blunt. Malcolm Mitchell, fantastic game from uh, yeah. from Malcolm Mitchell. That that pass that he got from one of Brady's, you know, great escapes where he kind of split those two defenders and then towards the defense. And then that Brady pass that uh, that Mr. Alonji just mentioned, the uh, the dancing, spinning ballerina type, you know, uh, touchdown to Amendola there on the goal line or near the goal mm-hmm. line in the red zone. Fantastic stuff. So. Once again, I mean, I think we can always count on the offense, you know, to really carry this team. I just really wish we could see more of a more complete game from the defense next time instead of just, you know, coming out hard in the second half or coming on putting things together. I think this defense really needs to find an identity and really needs to do it for a full uh, 60 minutes. Great. Absolutely. 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 Thank you, Nick. Can't disagree with you at all, Nick. (laughs) Appreciate it. Thanks for taking my call every week. You guys are the best. Hey, man, thanks you're for calling in every week, man. For sure. Hey, Mike, one thing that Nick said, okay, I, I, one thing that Nick said that I definitely agree with was just the fact that coming off of the loss against uh, the Seattle Seahawks, I agree with him, he said, with him saying that, you know, you would think this game would light a fire under, you know, the Patriots' defense. And I understand they only gave up 17 points, but – DJ Mees, I'm still in some ways. I know I, I I know I sound probably bad, but me personally, I'm still in some in some ways disappointed with how this defense played. You're going up against uh, a one and nine team, and you know we still saw plenty of situations where Colin Kaepernick was able to stand in the pocket and just find open guys down the field to pick up yards. One area with the defense, I'll give them credit is the fact that they were able to get to Colin Kaepernick. And I think they recorded four, four or five sacks on the afternoon, which is probably a season high for this Patriots team. Um, but at the same time, still, when you look at the secondary, plays were being made and, and yard, big yards were being picked up. And just one thing that I've said over, over the last couple of weeks with the Patriots, 
uh, depending on who they're facing. You play another team. I mean, you saw what the Seahawks did uh, last last week. In a few weeks, you're facing uh, the Denver Broncos. You you give up those kind of opportunities to teams with playmakers like the Broncos have. Uh, it, it's going to be a, a tough day, and it's just a lot of the New England Patriots offense and Tom Brady bailing this team out. Obviously, today, I mean, you're pretty you, you're expected to beat this San Francisco team and ha- have it not be much of a, a tough game, but it's going to be a lot of New England Patriots offense and Tom Brady bailing them out as the season progresses. I'm not too disappointed in the Patriots defense this week. I mean, like like we've been saying saying this is against one of the worst teams. So you can't really it's hard to really scale how great their defense was. I'm not too high on it. I'm not too low. They let up 17 points. The secondary looked a lot better. Colin Kaepernick, like Alondra mentioned earlier, did make some tough throws. One thing that was um, an area that I realized, the Patriots had trouble defending the tight ends. Vance McDonald and Selick, they both, you know, have three receptions, 30-plus yards, and McDonald had a touchdown. They struggled with the tight ends. But, however, Curley, their number one receiver, has six targets but zero receptions. So they did a good job taking him out the game, which the Patriots usually do, take out your number one weapon. The running back situation, um, Sean Drawn got got out in the backfield a couple of times, even scored a touchdown. Carlos Hyde had an okay game. Patriots bottled him up, you know, 19, 19 carries for 86 yards. It was it was it was even kill. You can't really get too high on them, get too low. We had, like you mentioned, the sacks were great to see. I loved how the Patriots, you know, they used the defensive backs to start rushing at quarterbacks, which we haven't seen much of. So then we saw Chung get a sack. We saw Butler get a sack, which is great to see. Using different types of schemes to blitz the quarterback, and then a a newly requ- acquired player, uh, um, Van Noy. I forget his first name. I think it's Keith. Keith Van Noy, you know, we got him October, mid-October, I forget what team, I'll get back to you guys on that, and he came in, he got a sack, and he was he was put into the defense, so Patricia added a little little things here and there to, you know, try to improve this defense going forward, so I can't get too mad. Another thing I wanted to speak on that Nick brought up is LeGarrette Blunt. he is having the best it's Kyle, by the way. It's Kyle Van Noy. And LeGarrette Blunt is having one of the best – he is having his best year of his career. He's playing out of his mind. And this is without Gronkowski helping to block. Something we got to bring up is the offensive line, not only today, but throughout this season, the offensive line has been great when it comes to the running game. LeGarrette Blunt's been finding the holes and he's been looking like a complete running back, 19 carries, 124 yards. Had that long run early earlier that got um, taken back because Soldier had a holding call. He's just been playing out of his mind. This is his best year, and he's really close to touching that um, rushing record by the Patriots, which is 20, I believe. So he's not too far behind, Mike. Mike, you there? Well, while we try to get Mike on, Mike get back. We'll try to get Mike back in. I'll speak on Dion Lewis also was back. He had five carries, 23 yards, had three receptions, 26, and he looked very good out there. Um, it looked like it was old Dion Lewis. Honestly, it didn't look like he missed the step. Patriots obviously working him in very slowly. But you saw you saw the difference between Deion Lewis and James White. Deion Lewis can run. He's very good at the um, missed tackles out there. I compare him a little bit to David Johnson in Arizona. David Johnson is very good at making that first defender miss. So, and that's what Deion Lewis brought to us in the first ten weeks last year, and you saw a little bit of it then. With Deion Lewis in this offense, he's going to make things so much easier and we saw it going forward when we, especially when we face defense tough defenses like broncos we could have used them against seattle Dion lewis is going to be a guy that is going to help this offense so much more and make brady's job so much easier absolutely i agree i mean like you said we got a glimpse of 
uh, of what Deion, Deion Lewis brought to this Patriots team uh, today when he played. And, I mean, you get him back, obviously working him into everything against this, uh, the 49ers today, and then you just progress through the rest of the season. And, and luckily, the Patriots, their schedule is kind of soft, so you don't really have to worry about any tough defenses other than the Broncos, you know, coming up in the schedule. So I think Deion Lewis will get a lot of, uh, of action moving forward. And what he brings to the game, you know, it's a little bit of what uh, the Patriots get in combination from LeGarrette Blunt and uh, James White. You know, James White, obviously uh, a good pass catcher, and he was able to make plays uh, when, when Brady found him. And then you have uh, LeGarrette Blunt, who's able to just pound up the middle and, and pick up yards when the ball is handed to him. Now you get Deion Lewis, who is giving you the best of both worlds. And that's something that the Patriots can will definitely use to their advantage. And, I mean, just think about it. Deion Lewis is back, you know, hopefully coming out of this game. It didn't look like he suffered any kind of setbacks or tweaked his knee. And, I mean, going through the, uh, this next week of practice, hopefully just continues to uh, just get himself together and get on the right track. But then, you know, assuming you have Gronk back next week, um, uh, Chris Hogan back, you finally are going to have your full set of offensive weapons that will carry you uh, throughout the rest of the season. I mean, obviously, we can say everything we want about the defense, but at the end of the day, it just it just looks like it's going to boil down to the Patriots' offense is going to be what carries this team to their success. And, I mean, I, you never want that to happen. Obviously, you want a, a, a team that's balanced, that, you know, the offense can put in work. But at the same time, you know your defense can go out there and get stops, uh, force turnovers, and make plays happen defensively. But that's just not the case with this team. So it just looks like uh, moving forward, you know, we're just going to have to bank on Brady and, and those guys, those weapons to just, just just bring home the win week in and week out. Yeah, the offense was definitely interesting this week. You see, you saw a different aspect. Brady targeted Edelman a lot in this game. We're going to get to that, especially, especially speaking on Edelman and how he played because he had a great game. But before we do all that, we're going to hear some words from our sponsors. The workers who have succeeded in this new economy are those who know how to decide for themselves how to spend their time and allocate their energy. They understand how to set goals, prioritize tasks, and make choices about which projects to pursue. People who know how to self-motivate, according to studies, earn more money than their peers, report higher levels of happiness, and say they are more satisfied with their families, jobs, and lives. The preceding excerpt is from Charles Duhigg's The Power of Habit audiobook, published by Random House Audio. Audible is the leading source of audiobooks online, and to get access to audiobooks such as this, along with a free 30-day trial, log on to audiblepodcast.com slash try now. Thanks to everyone who downloaded the CLNS Radio New England Patriots postgame show. Available on iTunes, Stitcher, and of course, the free CLNS Radio mobile app. Another game is in the books for the four-time Super Bowl champions. Before you know it, another week of football will be upon us, and we here at the Patriots D Podcast will have you covered. We'll provide the most in-depth breakdown of the most recent Patriots game, reaction to all the transpirings throughout the week, all while looking ahead by providing a featured interview as we go behind enemy lines of the Pat's next opponent. It's all on the Patriots Beat Podcast, powered by CLNS Radio. Released every Friday morning at 5 a.m. Eastern Time on clnsradio.com, iTunes, Stitcher, and of course, the CLNS Radio mobile podcast app. And we are back. New England wins 30-17 to against the San Francisco 49ers. Julian Edelman had himself a game, eight receptions, 77 yards, one touchdown, 17 whopping targets. We're about we're now about to enter our segment with Harris. Harris of the Patriots Beat Podcast, which is released first thing every Friday morning on clnsradio.com and CLNS Radio mobile app. Harris, Patriots, you know, beat the 49ers as they should have, a really bad team. Edelman had a great game. What did you see between Edelman and Brady today? Well, I finally saw him get targets. Edelman—it's weird because I, I know I, I go back and I rewatch their games, and it's not like he's not getting open. It's—it's it's literally that Brady has him looking his way. 
as much as he has in years past, especially with how well Chris Hogan's played this year. James White's played really well uh, throughout this year. He's had a crazy year this year for them. Bennett had an okay day, but he just actually got the targets in today. And again, Edelman's a guy who, you you know, the more you throw to him, you know, it's dumb to say, but the more he's going to do. He, you know, he looked great today. Uh, he was getting in and out of his cuts, uh, cuts really well. He missed one big time catch down the sideline where he just didn't get his toe in. But, you know, it, it was good to see him uh, perform at the level we saw last year. I, again, it's not that he's been hurt this year or anything. He just literally hasn't been targeted as much, which is, you know, we're not used to seeing. But nice to see him perform well today in front of his own crowd. Do you think now that um, Dion Lewis is back in the mix, do you feel like it's possible that the that the Patriots can now move forward with a possible three-headed monster? I mean, that, uh, James White hasn't really had a disappointing performance all season. He's, you know, filled in pretty well. We all know how LeGarrette Blunt has been performing all season long. Do you think it's possible that the Patriots could mix in all three as they as they continue throughout the season? Or is this probably looking like the end of James White and all the snaps that he was getting? Oh, I, I think this is they're totally going for a three-headed attack. I think today is really going to be consistent with what you're going to see for the rest of the season. I think that you'll see Blunt getting carries only on play action, uh, play like uh, actual rundowns or pretty obvious play action plays. But I mean, again, James White is having the best year of his career. He's really stepped up. You know, last year they thought he was going to be this good, but this year he's really taken over that Shane Vereen role, uh, playing really well out of the backfield. He still can't run the ball between the tackles. But he's great on draw plays. Uh, he's great on screen passes. He's great coming catching the ball out of the backfield. And I think he's learned a lot from Deion Lewis. And at the same time, Deion Lewis looks like his usual little energetic pinball guy himself. I mean, he made so many of those Deion Lewis plays that we're so used to seeing. Obviously not to the same caliber because this is his first game back. But you, you saw a very similar player. It was very clear that the Patriots did the right thing by taking their time with him. And also by taking their time with him, they allowed James White to really come into his own. I, I, I've been a huge fan of James White this year. He has, been, he has done everything that has been asked of him right. He's been making good plays out of the backfield. He's been blocking a little bit better. He's been catching the balls he needs to catch. Today he made a great play, one that really singled out in my mind. It was, I think it ended up being a penalty anyway on the Niners, but you know, it was like third and four. He catches the ball one yard ahead of the line of scrimmage. There's two guys ahead of him. He powers through one of them. The other one can't make the tackle, and he gets the first down, which is something we have not seen from him. The guy has been so afraid of contact, but this year he's finally – been able to break through contact and make some big-time plays. So I think you need to keep James White in this lineup if you want to keep the versatility that they've been showing this year. If you keep James White, Deion Lewis, and Gary Blunt, that makes things very scary for opposing defensive coordinators because they're not going to know what to do and how to stop that. I want to switch gears to defense a little bit. I noticed that um, this during this game, Matt Patricia used some defensive backs to start blitzing the quarterback as well and you had sacks from Patrick Chung and Malcolm Butler. Do you think that's something we're going to see more of? Was that a smart idea? Was that a good scheme? Something different that Matt Patricia's working on? I mean, I, I just don't get this Patriots defense. Because the eye test, you know, you, you watch this team, you watch this defense, and they just get gashed over and over and over again for yardage. But, you know, they basically gave up 10 points today on the road. I don't care how bad the team is. You know, they're fine, 17 points. It was a garbage time touchdown, whatever. But they gave up 10 points for the strong majority of the game. And, and you know, they, they did do a really good job today of blitzing. I liked what I saw today out of Kyle Van Noy as well, getting his first sack in a Patriots uniform. I liked what I saw today as well from Trey Flowers, again, picking up a sack. And I believe maybe a forced fumble. But, again, my biggest problem with this Patriots defense, it's, it's not the pass rush. The pass rush can be good or bad, whatever. This team has a problem forcing turnovers. They've had, they've had a problem forcing turnovers all year long. They're, have, they're setting, like, franchise low for, for turnovers at this point of the season, and it, it, it's going to kill them down the, down the stretch. You know, Miami's 6-4 and four now. They have a big game in New York next week and then another big game in Denver in three weeks, I believe and they need to start forcing turnovers. This Patriots defense for years has thrived on the ability to get big-time turnovers and big-time spots, and they have not done that at all this year. They forced, what, four fumbles today, and all of them didn't go the Patriots' way? So 
it's just it, it, it's aggravating that they can't get these turnovers, but at the same time, it was promising today to see them actually playing well on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I, I don't know about you, but I'm surprised that, you know, defensively this wasn't a better game for, for, for this Patriots team. But, I mean, from, from, from what you're saying, it sounds to, to me like, you know, our trust in this defense carrying us, carrying, carrying the Patriots to, you know, hopefully a, a Super Bowl run, the trust is not really there. Because, I mean, you have performances like today where we still see defense having laps and whatnot. But, I mean, what's your trust level like with this Patriots? Obviously, a playoff berth is most likely going to happen. But after that, you know, is this pretty much open season with what could take place and, and when, when the time the postseason comes around? My trust level for this defense is at approximately a five. It could either go really, really poorly or they could play really, really well. I've, you, just, you just have no idea what it's going to be from a week-to-week basis, and that's what's so infuriating. You know, they came into this season with – you know, so much potential on the defensive side of the ball. I kept preaching this offseason on the Patriots V podcast how good this defense should have been with Jamie Collins, Jabal Sear, Malcolm Butler, Dante Hightower, and all the other rest of the gang. Two of those guys are gone, basically. And they're just I – don't, I don't get it. It's literally the players who are usually good are just playing bad. And there's no fix for that because the players who are behind them aren't good either. So it literally comes down to the players who are on defense just need to play better. There's, this isn't Matt Patricia's fault. He's not calling anything differently than he was last year. The players on the field are not forcing turnovers. They're not making tackles. Holy cow. This has been one of the worst tackling Patriots defenses we've seen in a long time. But I just, you know, there's no one answer. I think that's what's so infuriating about this Patriots defense. They, you know, they need a coverage linebacker. They need a good number two corner. They need a little more pass rush. The safeties could be a little bit better. Like, there's just, there's these little mini holes everywhere in this Patriots defense. And every single game, one of them is gashed. And they need to get this stuff figured out. And they need to get these players playing the way they were last year. 100% Harris you're on the money with that but I want to speak on Tom Brady a little bit Brady had a pretty good game I'm not going to say he was amazing you know he did have some missed throws here and there during the game and the weather wasn't great but just seeing him dance dancing the line a little bit throwing that touchdown to Amendola 39 years old we saw how Peyton Manning looked at 39 last year and Brady this year looks like he's not slowing down at all. How many years does this guy have to still play at an MVP level? It's, it's incredible. I don't get it. I, I really do not understand. You don't have to call him amazing. I will. Holy cow. <laughs> he completely took over the game in the second half. He was like, all right, I'm done with your stupid reign. I'm done with your stupid deflection. I'm just going to air it out and boss this game. And that's exactly what he did. He, it was incredible the way he was moving around in the pocket. He's 39. How does he do it? Like, I don't get it. You look, look at what, look what happened to Carson Palmer this year. He's 36 and he regressed into one of the worst quarterbacks in football. And here you have this guy who missed the first four games of the season, 39 years old, just dominating. I, I don't get it. You know, he says he wants to play until he's 45 years old. What, like, why do we doubt him? Is there any question? <laughs> I do anymore? not. <laughs> Is there any question anymore if this guy's the greatest of all time? I, 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 like, I don't know what other argument he needs to make. He's, he's almost at the career win mark in the regular season. He's already blown away the postseason victories mark. He, he's getting close statistically with passing yards and touchdowns into the top five. I just well, – I don't get it. I, I hear you, man. Not. I hear you. <laughs> it's unreal. It, I just – no, it's, it's a real testament also to – I really think that it's, it's a lot of it is also Josh McDaniels. I, I, you know, people, people have been calling for Josh McDaniels' head now for three seasons, and every single time he starts getting doubted, McDaniels just puts his offense in a spot where they can succeed. And Brady has been performing incredibly well when given the opportunity. I think, you know, this team will go as far as the Patriots' offense will take them. The defense, as soon as you notice, 
as soon as the offense started to get rolling, the defense started to get rolling. It was right after Brady made that ridiculous touchdown throw to Amendola. The defense was lights out. So, you know, they need to keep up that momentum on offense. They, the one thing that bothered me, though, in the first half on offense, they started running the ball so well. LeGarrette Blunt almost had two touchdowns for a combined 78 yards, and then they just stopped running the ball. I, I don't like, – it, it just – they need to remain a little bit more consistent on offense. But, again, you know, when Brady plays like this, I, I still don't know if there's another team in football that can actually beat them. But then again, the Seahawks did last week. So, what are you going to do? I, I hear you. you heard it here first. Harrison saying stop. Doubt in the man. He's going to be playing for another five, six years. Sheesh, can you imagine that? Harris, man, thank you very much. Thank you, thank you very much. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Have a good one. You too. Take care, bye. Harris of the Patriot Beat Podcast here on CLNS Radio. Download the show on iTunes, Stitcher, and, of course, the CLNS Radio mobile app released every Friday morning at 5 a.m. Mike. Harris said something that I really wanted to bring up that's been killing me. An important point. Turnovers. Turnovers, turnovers, turnovers. It's it's getting kind of sick now. And I'm watching the game with you, and I know you're you're yelling all the time, ah, we didn't get that interception, ah, we didn't get that fumble. And I think the reason you're yelling that so much, we're so used to the Patriots being on top when it comes to turnovers. It's, the pitchers' defense have never been great, fantastic, shut you down, only three, six points. But there was one thing that they were amazing at. It was turning the ball over, whether it be a timely fumble or getting an interception. Somehow, some way, the Patriots are going to turn, get the turnover and get the ball into Brady's hand in good field position. And we haven't seen none of that this year at all. No, no. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. I'm, I, knew, I knew coming into this game, in my personal opinion, I said, okay, the Patriots are going to make things happen defensively today. You know, I know, all season long, we haven't seen a lot of interceptions. We haven't seen a lot of fumbles and fumble recovered and whatnot. But I said, you're going up against a 1-9 and team. Uh, you're coming off of a loss. Big things. I wasn't worried about the offense. I knew Tom Brady going home and the offense and the weapons he has. I knew the offense would be fine, but I felt – the defense would make a stand, take a stand, and make things happen, make plays, big-time plays, big-time turnovers, and that that's just how, how this game would unfold. And none of that. I'm happy that they were able to get to Colin Kaepernick, a, a mobile quarterback in Colin Kaepernick. They were able to get five sacks on, on him on the, on the afternoon. But other than that, I was hoping for some, some, some interceptions, some big hits that cause fumbles. This is just not a big-hitting Patriots team. You know, it's one thing to talk about how they struggle tackling. That's a huge problem. But they just lack the guy. I mean, maybe Dante Hightower uh, every now and then. But this is just not a big-hitting, turnover-causing team. You know, it's just, I, I, I'm pretty sure the Patriots rank last in terms of interceptions and just turnovers in general. The Patriots have to be in either last or the bottom five. It's just terrible. And, I mean, like you said, this is a Patriots that, you know, the team that we've watched over the years, you know, we've gone from the early 2000s with the, the Teddy Brewskis and the Rabels and Willie McGinnis and Seymours and those guys. And then you get to, you know, the two thousand, uh, the mid-2000s when you had, you know, Asante Samuel, you know, you got the end of the day, you got Vince Woolforks, you got those guys who are still around. And then even, you know, the championship, the most recent Super Bowl run where you had Darrell Revis and just the defense in, in general was just playing on a totally different uh, level. But it's just not something we're used to seeing with this Patriots team, you know, missed tackles, no big hitting guys, uh, no turnovers happening. I was just a little disappointed. I'm happy with the win, but in terms of how the, I thought the defense would come out, I'm a little bit still disappointed in how it went on. Definitely. And, Hopefully that's something that they, they're talking about in the locker room, trying to cause more turnovers. Because when you're facing better teams like San Francisco, you're going to need some turnovers to win games. That's plain, plain and simple. And especially in a rainy weather, you expected maybe a fumble here or two. But there was none of that. Luckily, there was none of that from both ends of the field. Another guy I want to speak on, Mike, is, you know, with Chris Hogan being out, Rob Gronkowski being out, you knew there was going to have to be someone that's going to have to step up on the offense, whether it be Benny Amendola, 
whether it be um, Dion Lewis, Martellius Bennett, or Malcolm Mitchell. And Malcolm Mitchell was that guy. Four receptions, 98 yards, and a touchdown. Man, you know, Mike, that's my guy. I've been vouching for this man. I was so happy to see him get that touchdown. It was a, 50, a 56-yard run, man. He he went off. And um, this this could be signs, you know, signs to come from Malcolm Mitchell. I'm happy. I'm very happy with how Malcolm Mitchell performed. This team, this game, this team has weapons, a lot of weapons. You know, you go from Amendola, Edelman, Hogan, uh, Gronkowski, Bennett. Those are five names right there that Brady has the options to throw them to. And then we saw, you know, in the preseason, Malcolm Mitchell has the ability to make plays happen, but he's just stuck behind those five guys. But now it just makes you feel good as, as time goes on. Uh, you never know with this Patriots. Out of those five guys I named, you don't even know one of them might not be on the team next year because you never know how Bill Belichick wants to do make moves. So it's just happy to know that they have a young guy that they drafted that they could possibly depend on. And, and, and if he stays around for a while, you know, the future is somewhat still bright. Is still bright. Uh, whether it's Brady over the next couple of years, whether they shift to, to Brissett or uh, Garoppolo, whatever the case may be, it's just happy to know that the Patriots had drafted a young guy in Malcolm Mitchell who can be around and make things happen for the foreseeable future. Definitely. And he's a big receiver, someone, a deep threat, someone Brady can throw the ball to down the field, just like Chris Hogan. And he's young. So we might see a lot of him, a lot, a lot going down the years, whether it's Brady throwing the ball to him or whoever. But I want to give a quick shout out to today's sponsors, Omaha Steaks and Blue Apron. Get the perfect holiday gift with the family gift pack from Omaha Steaks by going to omahasteaks.com. Enter my code BEAT, that's B-E-A-T, in the search bar and add the family gift pack to your cart for just $49.99. That's a 77% savings. Also, Blue Apron gives you great food for less than $10 per meal. Blue Apron delivers new seasonal recipes each week along with pre-portioned ingredients to make delicious home-cooked meals at a great price. Check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash patriot. We'll love if everyone, if they had interest, would use these promo codes as it is a way to help support us here at CLNS Radio. And now we're about to enter our segment with Tyler Trudeau. Tyler Trudeau, CLNS Radio, video correspondent, YouTube.com slash CLNS Radio. Tyler, Patriots win 30-17. to The big story that was going to come out this week was how the Patriots defense performed. What, would, what grade would you give the Patriots defense in this game? I would give a solid C-plus to the Patriots' defense. So something that, like, you're proud about, but your mom definitely isn't proud at. <laughs> I think that the uh, Patriots, they did fine. Uh, Harris was talking earlier about how for the majority of the game, they only gave up 10 points, and they gave up a garbage-time touchdown right at the end of the game there. But I'm giving it a C-plus because this is a 1-9 and team. This is the San Francisco 49ers. They have been absolutely terrible especially on the offensive side of the ball. I think I wanted to see more turnovers. I know they forced a couple of fumbles. Of course, none of them went their way, but this Patriots team really is struggling to get the ball back on defense uh, quickly. They're not getting those turnovers. They're not changing those games around at the blink of an eye. Um, That could have been something really needed today, especially because in the first half, the Patriots kind of were stalling. They weren't really – seeming to connect on offense that Edelman Brady touchdown they scored two really quickly and that was awesome to see but then really it was 13 to 10 until halftime and they didn't really break ahead until the fourth quarter entered so this was a close game up until the fourth quarter when Brady decided to go off really the second half along to Tom Brady but the Patriots defense did fine but again I don't really think you can be too, too proud about what was done to the San Francisco 49ers, arguably the worst team in the NFL behind the Browns. Just like you, like you just said, you would give this, this defense a C plus on their performance against the 49ers. And just, and I asked Harris earlier when we had him on, what is your trust level 
with this team. I mean, if they're performing like this against uh, the 49ers, I mean, obviously the Patriots will get through the rest of the regular season and, and, and you know, have a playoff run. But once you get to the postseason, how much trust do you have in, in, in this Patriots defense playing at a, at a, a better level than they are now uh, and when they face better competition? I mean, that's really a tough question. I don't really trust it, and I feel like they – the defense has the ability to step up in big games. You go back to week three against the Texans, they really stepped up big. That was a game the Patriots were not supposed to win, especially with Jacoby Bursette in, but the defense stepped up and stopped the Texans together. Granted, the Texans aren't the best team, but their defense has the ability to step up, has players to be able to make big plays. But I think it, didn't help the Patriots at all getting rid of Jamie Collins until the end of the year. I understand that maybe there was a locker room problem, but in all honesty, you could have used Jamie Collins at all in any sort of manner. It would be better than having him on the team than not having Jamie Collins at all, no matter what. I think this defense lacks a playmaker. I think there are a bunch of solid pieces. Malcolm Butler is a great cornerback, but again, I don't think he's an elite cornerback. And this team really struggles to get to the quarterback. Again, they did a pretty good job with that today. But, again, it is the San Francisco 49ers. When you step up against your Broncos and your big-time defenses that are going to cause problems, or even if the Steelers come back and are able to get their offense going, they're going to be a hard time for the Patriots' defense to stop. It really is about how far this Patriots offense can carry the team. The defense isn't going to do it any favors. Yes, they might be able to step up for an occasional game, but I really doubt that the Patriots are going to win any games on their defense this entire season. It's going to be all about what Tom Brady and the offense can do. And not only when, for now, when, now when we say Tom Brady in the offense, another player we could say is LeGarrette Blunt in the offense. He's, been running through any team that we put in front of him, having great games. And an unsung hero on this Patriots team has been the offensive line. We've seen Brady dance around, move around this week. We saw Blunt have great games, but the offensive line's been really holding it down throughout the year, especially today. I know um, Sebastian, um, I mean, Nate Solder had a couple of early false starts, but all in all, the offensive line's been so much better than last year and it hasn't been getting that much recognition. Uh, I can understand why, because, I mean, everyone just sees. It's unfair because the offensive line is doing great, but they see Tom Brady doing such an exceptional job that they're like, oh, Tom Brady's just being Tom Brady and not necessarily giving the recognition to the offensive line that has been outstanding. But, again, this is kind of the same thing that I'm thinking of. Who have they really faced? That is a big threat. I mean, obviously, the Texans, um, uh, Jadavian Clowney, Vince Wilfork, J.J. Watt situation was definitely one of the biggest challenges that they had when they played the Cardinals. There was uh, plenty of people on that defense that caused problems in the offensive line. It's been able to hold up. I really don't want to give it too much credit until we play the Broncos and until Von Miller is proven that he can be contained because – he single-handedly won the Broncos that game last year. It was because Vaughn Miller was able to get through anyone. So once we deal with Vaughn Miller, then I'm willing to praise that offensive line all day and night, but not until we have the real test of Vaughn Miller because he's just a different kind of animal that can easily take over a game and ruin the Patriots season possibly. Today was a good sign and a step in the right direction in terms of Patriots uh, playing at full strength. You know, they've been waiting for Deion Lewis to get back. And, I mean, assuming next week uh, Gronk's back, Chris Hogan's back, uh, no setback for Deion Lewis. This is going to be the team that the Patriots, you know, wanted to put out from the jump and, and will roll with for the rest of the season. And just looking at, you know, the other teams around the NFL and knowing what we have in this Patriots team and the defense and the offense, where do you rank this, this Patriots team now, you know, whether it's just in the AFC uh, or you know the NFL in whole. Where do you where do you rank this team? I mean, there's Dallas that's nine and one. There's Seattle seven and two. Giants are on a five game winning streak. I mean, there's teams that are good. Oakland with what they're doing. Where do you rank this team? 
I got to give the Patriots the number one rank, and I don't necessarily think it's all that deserved because of their loss to the Seahawks, and the Seahawks are definitely a great team. The Cowboys have been an excellent surprise this year with their two outstanding rookies. But I think at the end of the day, the Patriots are the team that is the team to beat right now, even though they're not the defending Super Bowl champions like the Broncos. This Patriots team, it's scarier that their offense can get better. And that's what it looks like it's going to be. It was kind of interesting me watching the game and thinking, oh, they only have 13 points right now. That's weird. I feel like we should have more. Not necessarily realizing that Gronkowski and Hogan were out. That was definitely impacting the game. The weather definitely impacted the game. And Dion Lewis coming back is absolutely huge because that just gives them another weapon. I don't think uh, – many teams have three running backs that they can go to that all can give something else that most teams can't get. Most teams can't get production like that from one guy. We have three guys that can give us different uh, values in each thing, blunt running through the middle, being able to be that power back, the excellent catching ability of Lewis and White. This team is just going to keep getting better. And if Hogan and Gronkowski come back, that's going to be the first time we see the Patriots offense at full power. And it's really funny to imagine that we haven't seen this unbelievable, arguably best offense the Patriots had in years at full strength yet. And we're already halfway through the season. That's crazy to think about that. Hopefully in a week or two, we can really get everyone on offense all in the same page. And it's going to be scary. And we're going to need all of that, you know, when we've played Denver Broncos and going into the playoffs. But, Tyler, thank you very much, man. Your insight is always welcome. We appreciate you. I love that C-plus answer. That was great. <laughs> that was great. That was great. Have a great night, guys. All right. Take it All easy, right, man. Too, man. Oh, God, Tyler Trudeau, CLNS, radio video correspondent. Follow him on Twitter at CLNS underscore Tyler. Head on over to the CLNS Radio YouTube channel for Tyler's pregame videos as well as his midweek report. Subscribe at youtube.com slash CLNS Radio. That's youtube.com slash CLNS Radio. Mike, a guy that was a no-show, which was a big surprise to me, was Martellus Bennett. In our pregame show that we did on Facebook Live, I mentioned that Martellus Bennett was gonna be, was my pick to be a breakout player with Garrett Blunt, and only had two targets, one reception for 14 yards. We didn't see much of him. We, you know, we know he's an excellent blocker, and the Patriots like to use him as blocking. They did that a lot when Gronk wasn't playing the first four games, and we've seen a little bit of that this week, but I'm quite surprised seeing how well Taylor Bennett has been playing for us. Yeah, I mean – the targets, I'm very shocked at the targets. Only two targets, one reception on the day. Um, you would expect him to do more as soon as you heard Gronkowski out. I'm sure a lot of people, especially people who do fantasy sports, they couldn't wait to you know plug Martellus Bennett into their lineup and start him because you're assuming as much as this team loves tight ends and, and, and they brought Martellus Bennett here to just make that two tight end set be so successful, uh, you'd figure Bennett would have a great day. But, I mean, honestly – it was the Julian Edelman and Tom Brady show. 17 targets. Wow. That's, that's, that's ridiculous. The next highest number of targets on the team wasn't even from a wide receiver or a tight end. It was from James White, the running back. So, I mean, <laughs> Tom Brady was set in what he wanted to do today. Uh, he was looking for Edelman. I mean, he, of course, he found Mitchell on a couple plays. James White, even Deion Lewis got, got in there a little bit. Um, but I'm, it's not like it's not anything to worry about in terms of what Martellus Bennett did today. I'm sure he'll have plenty of big games. He's had a very, a lot of big games for the Patriots uh, throughout the course of the season so far. Obviously today was, was a, a, a downer, but at the same time, uh, he will be a, a force to be reckoned with as the season progresses, uh, whether Gronk is out there or not. Uh, I feel like Bennett will have a lot of great games ahead of him. Um, even the report I heard earlier this week, I forgot from where exactly, but they're, they're trying, trying to, to lock him up. They're trying to lock him up, man. I'm happy about that because, I mean, obviously, you know, Gronkowski is going to be here for another couple of years. You know, they may rework his contract or whatnot. But if you can lock up Bennett and Gronkowski uh, for the next couple of years, you're good to go. I mean, I know this is something that's kind of a forbidden name to say around here, but 
this is probably something that the Patriots wanted to do with uh, this is what they wanted to do with uh, um, Aaron Hernandez and Gronkowski. You know, at the time, they had just locked up Hernandez for a big deal before, you know, everything turned crazy in his life. I won't get into too much of that. But, I mean, Patriots wanted to lock those two guys up for a long period of time. And I guess now they have a, a second tight end in Bennett who they really like. And uh, this is something that they want to do moving forward. You know, Bennett's not that old. Gronk is still pretty young himself. So, these two tight ends, uh, to play with Brady for the next couple of years – <laughs> Woo, this is a team, man, and keep putting good pieces around him. We could possibly be looking at a team of, you know, of maybe Edelman, Gronkowski, Bennett, and maybe Malcolm Mitchell steps up if Amendola and Chris Hogan's not around. Who knows? You'll have these two tight ends for the next couple of years, which is a great thing to see, hopefully, if they can get a deal done. And it's really weird that you hear anything coming out of the Patriots camp on signing a player, so you know they think really highly of Bennett, and as they should, he's been performing all year. He has done nothing wrong and has been a force, been a force of nature throughout. So um, I hope they do sign him, and I hope it is long term. But right now, we're going to move it on to Michael Longi, who's going to let us know what's going on around the NFL. Thanks, Mark. Appreciate it. Today's NFL scores are brought to you by Indochino. Listeners can get any premium Indochino suit for just $389 when you mention the code PATRIOTS at the Boston Indochino Showroom, which is located on 85 Newbury Street. That's an $800 made-to-measure suit for just $389. Getting to today's NFL scores, Seattle Seahawks just defeated the Philadelphia Eagles 26-15. to Pittsburgh Steelers beat the Cleveland Browns, who are now 0-11 on the year, 24-9. Dallas Cowboys won their ninth in a row, 27-17 over the Baltimore Ravens. We have the Detroit Lions beating the Jacksonville Jaguars 26-19. The Indianapolis Colts beat the Tennessee Titans 24-17. to The Buffalo Bills grabbed another win, improved to 5-5 five five on the year after beating the Cincinnati Bengals 16-12 to today. Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers came from behind and beat the Kansas City Chiefs 19-17. to Chiefs dropped to 7-3 and on the year. New York Giants beat the Chicago Bears 22-16. to The Minnesota Vikings defeated the Arizona Cardinals 30-24. to and the Miami Dolphins came back from 10, a 10-0 deficit to score 14 points in the fourth quarter and defeat the Los Angeles Rams 14-10. We're about to get started on Green Bay Packers at the Washington Redskins on Sunday Night Football. Uh, that's today's NFL scores brought to you by Indochino. Again, you can go to Indochino.com, promo code PATRIOTS. Indochino.com, promo code PATRIOTS, over 50% off your first suit when you go to the 85 Newbury Street store in Boston. Back to you, Mark. Thank you, Alonji. Some good games out there. Um, I will be paying attention to that Green Bay-Washington game for fantasy purposes. I hope Aaron Rodgers takes it easy tonight, takes the night off, so I can go on and be seven. Breakout breakout performance. Breakout performance tonight. Aaron Rodgers is going to remind people who he is. Uh, We we don't need none of that. But Green Bay has been struggling. We might not. There's a chance we might not even see them in the playoffs. It's been it's been cut. A weird year for the NFC, especially having Dallas Cowboys 9-1. and one. My goodness. So, NFL's getting quite interesting as we get closer and closer to the playoffs. Well, Mike, I am looking at the time, my friend. And do you know what time it is? Yes, sir. It's that time in the show. We're here on the CLNS New England Patriots postgame show. We look at the stars and sorries from the game. DJ Mees can't be mad about this performance in some ways, especially if you're looking at the offense and how they performed. Um, Tom Brady did his thing. Edelman did his thing. You know, both those guys having the whole coming. Uh, but offensively, it was a good game all around, I would say. I took the question Twitter, as I usually do, and got, you know, their intake on who they felt was the star of the game, this Patriots win against the 49ers. And uh, with an overwhelming 40, uh, 74% of the vote, you already know, you already know DJ Mees, who, who everyone's voting for. Like Harris said, can't even question it anymore. This man is the GOAT. He's the best to ever do it. Tom Brady, once again, the CLNS, Pat's post-game show, star of the game. I mean, you can't – this one, I can't say anything about Pass Nation for picking it. He really balled out. 
24 for 40, 280 yards, four touchdowns, second half like everyone's been saying, brought it to another gear. If you saw him out there, man, I'm telling you, don't be surprised if you see Tom Brady and dancing with the stars in these next coming years. The guy, the guy was agile, and he's playing better at 39 than he was playing at 29, and that's facts only. It's crazy to say that, but he's playing better, moving in the pocket like never before. So Tom Brady, deservedly so, star of the night. Absolutely. You know, some people gave some love to LeGarrette Blunt, obviously had a big game. Uh, Malcolm Mitchell also got some love. You know, he finished second <laughs> in terms of voting. Julian Edelman got zero love. And nobody gave him any votes, uh, which mm. is pretty surprising. Solid game from him, but yeah. But in terms of a sorry for the game, DJ Mees, I don't know if there's anybody who really stood up for the sorry. In my personal opinion, like I said earlier in the show, I was a little disappointed with I just want to see more from the defense in terms of, you know, possibly forcing turn- turnovers and making big plays, big hits happen. I mean, obviously the Patriots got the hit- win. Uh, they held 49ers to se- uh, 17 points. But just in terms of, you know, I was being greedy. I wanted to see a possible shutout because I felt like, you know, that's just how bad the 49ers are. But I wish the the defense had a better outing in my personal opinion. Yeah, you can't really give any sorry to any Patriots out there. Solid performance, all in all. I can tell you this, though. A sorry can easily, easily go to the San Francisco in their record. I mean, their first game, they came out, they beat the Rams, and everyone's like, oh, here we go. Chip Kelly this, Chip Kelly that. He's a genius. He's going to turn San Francisco all around. And now they're sitting at 1-9. and nine. And the only time people really talk about them is when they talk about Kaepernick and his protest. So that's a sorry in my in my eyes. I hear you, 100%. 1-9. I tell you, that first game of the season, it fooled me because I saw that game. I saw how Blaine Gabbert came out. I saw how Carlos Hyde came out. And I said, okay, 49ers might be putting together something. And it's just been sorry ever since then. <laughs> Legit sorry. Haven't won a game. That's, yeah. Yeah, pretty bad, Chip Kelly. Sorry. So we're going to give it to San Francisco? I give it to San Francisco, man. You one and nine. The future's not looking too bright for those guys over there. San Francisco 49ers from me, DJ Mees and myself. You get a big, fat sorry. sorry. I remember, man, just a, a couple years ago, I can't remember what year, when San Francisco came out to New England when Ka- Kaepernick was – this is when Kaepernick was real hot – the team was on fire, and they it really brought it to New England. Patriots tried to make a late comeback, but it wasn't enough. And that's when I was like, this man, Colin Kaepernick, is for real. But ever since then, man, after that Super Bowl, things have just been going down, downhill for them. So, yikes. Anyways, next week, Patriots take on the Jets. And before we give our thoughts on the New York Jets, we're going to go on a quick commercial break. I just want to take a moment to talk to you about Movement Watches. Movement Watches, if you haven't heard of this company, it started by two broke college kids that wanted to wear stylish watches but couldn't afford them. So what did they do? They started their own company. Guys after my own heart, that's for sure. I love young entrepreneurs. As you know, CLNS Radio was founded by a bunch of Celtics fans way back in 2009 and from there we started a a company that made a career out of it so we can absolutely relate to the owners of movement watches and let me tell you I purchased the chrono gunmetal watch this watch is so sleek so cool black stainless steel it's light it's versatile it's great for dress occasions or even casual affairs a little bit more about movement watches. They start at $95. I purchased the Chrome Gunmetal watch for under $100. And I know with the watch I purchased, you're looking at $400 to $500 in a department store. So give yourself a big discount off a watch right in time for the holidays. You can get 15% off today with free shipping. And if you don't like the watch, guess what? You can return it for free. All you have to do is go to movementwatches.com slash Celticsbeat. Wait a second, even the name is cool. It's spelled www.mvmtwatches.com slash Celticsbeat. Now is the time to step up your watch game, folks, and I can tell you since I got 
the Chrono Gunmetal Watch. I've been getting complimented left and right. Get your 15% off. Get your free shipping. No risk involved. You can return the watch if you don't like it. And you're also supporting Celtics Beat Podcast and CLNS Radio. Again, go to mvmtwatches.com slash Beat. CLNS Radio's leading online coverage of the Boston Celtics now even more comprehensive than ever. From the Celtics postgame show to the Guard Report to CSL and to Celtics Beat, CLNS Radio's Boston Celtics news feed provides narrated breaking news, game recaps, and news and notes for the NBA's winningest franchise, all provided in real time. Don't have the time to surf the web or search engines and plunge your head into your computer or smartphone to read up on all the latest on the Celtics? No problem. Multitask while listening to CLNS's Celtics news feed. And for the 2016-17 NBA campaign, the Boston Celtics pregame report with myself, Larry H. Russell, will be released on the news feed on game days at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, making it the first pregame report to air anywhere. We will give you a featured interview from someone providing opposing insight, pregame notes, and go on a Celtics draft pick watch, all in just 12 minutes or less. Available on the Boston Celtics news feed on iTunes and Stitcher, and the CLNS Radio mobile podcast app. And we're back. New England Patriots take on the New York Jets next week at New York. Patriots 8-2, Jets are 3-7, and seven. underwhelming team in the Jets. I'm actually surprised that their record is bad, but it's just it's been a year for them. Their quarterback situation has been ugly. Ryan Fitzpatrick has been turning the ball over, and then they brought in Jill. He gets hurt. He became He's not performing well. So Jets are another team that's not good at all. The Patriots are 5-0 and away. So it's not going to be a easy – it's not going to be a hard game just like San Francisco. They will dominate again. Brady has a great game. Blunt will have a good game. They don't have any players out there that are really concerning to watch. Obviously, you need to have – Marshall can can have a big game, so you're gonna to have to maybe double coverage him with Butler and Forty. Other than that, though, I'm not too concerned about the Jets next week, Mike. The Jets don't make me think twice about the win that the Patriots will secure next week, Week 12 of the NFL season. <laughs> I literally, you literally don't know who's gonna be their starting quarterback, and it, even if. They set us. They can tell me the starting quarterback right now, whether it be uh, Fitzpatrick, whether it be what's the other guy's Petty, that's his name. Whatever the yep. case may be, I don't care if you t- you could you, they could text my phone right now and tell me who's starting at the quarterback position, and it wouldn't make a difference with the loss that they're going to receive from the Pats next week. It's just not not even an issue. I feel like the pa- Pats offense is just way light years ahead of anything that the Jets are doing right now. Obviously, the defense struggles. But just like we saw today with the San Francisco 49ers, at the end of the day, Tom Brady and his weapons next week, when you have possibly everybody back and playing, the offense will get the job done and we'll be looking at a Patriots win. What about you, Alonji? What are you seeing next week against the Jets? Uh, I'm with you guys. I see a, a pretty easy win next week for the Patriots. I mean, it's it's going to be... It's going to be interesting. The Patriots are going to attack through the air. You wouldn't think so, Darrell Revis and all that stuff. But Darrell Revis is obviously a shell of himself. I think the Patriots attack through the air. Whether Rob Gronkowski is back in the lineup or not, uh, I'm I'm assuming he will be. I think he will be. But even if he's not, I think the Patriots kind of attack fairly similar to how they attack today. Maybe a little bit less focus on the run, more focus on the quick screen game, a little more Deion Lewis get action, uh, a little more throwing the ball down the field. Not so much in the run game because the Jets, as bad as they've been playing, still do have a fairly solid run defense. Their pass defense is absolutely terrible. And like you said, Mike, I mean, who who do they have playing quarterback? It's, it's, it's Whoever it is, it's, it's not going to matter. So it's going to be over pretty quickly. I see a, a fairly big win for the Patriots uh, next week against the Jets, no doubt. Yeah, none of us here are really concerned about the Jets next week. It should be an easy, easy game. I hope it's an easy game anyways. I don't want to have any surprises, but we're all seeing Patriots in a big win. And tonight, once again, Patriots took care of business, handled the San Francisco 49ers. 
as they should have, and they're going to do it next week. They won. They scored 30, 30 to 17, so not, nothing crazy. I expect something, something around the same next week for the Patriots. And Absolutely, now, man. Easy win. <laughs> that's one. So this postgame show will be available for on-demand downloads by searching for the CLNS Radio New England Patriots postgame show on iTunes and Stitcher, as well as the CLNS Radio Mobile Podcast app. When you download our feed, you'll also get the Patriots News Feed Podcast, our daily news podcast hosted by our content manager, Michael Longi. While you're at it, make sure you check out the Patriots Beat Podcast hosted by Harris, which is also available on iTunes, Stitcher, and the CLNS Radio Mobile Podcast app. You can also check out Tyler Trudeau's Patriots pregame show video segments at youtube.com slash CLNS Radio before every Patriots game. And be sure to check out Charles Rustic and Billy Wise's written work on the Patriots at clsradio.com. Today's show was brought to you by Indochino. Get any premium suit for $389 when you mention the code Patriots at their Newberry Street showroom in Boston. Omaha Steaks, get the family gift pack for just $49.99 when you go to omahasteaks.com and type the word BEAT. That's B-E-A-T in the main search bar and by Blue Apron. Get your first three meals for free with free shipping when you go to blueapron.com slash patriot. Want to thank our guests, today's callers, and everyone who tuned in for the CLNS radio executive producer, Larry H. Russell, Patriots content manager, Michael Longi, my co-host, Mike Nice. I'm Marvin Azan. See everyone back here next week when the Patriots take on the New York Jets. That's right. And once again, this has been the New England Patriots post-game show powered by CLNS Radio, the leading online provider of audio and video coverage for all New England professional sports. See you guys next week. great family vacation doesn't last a day, a night, or even a week. It stays with you year after year. This summer, plan a trip to Great Wolf Lodge Indoor Water Park Resort, where every second is packed with adventure and every memory is one for the ages. Howl side-by-side side down giant water slides, play indoors and out, or watch your children's face light up at the log cabin inside their hotel room. Seasons come and go, but Great Wolf memories will last a lifetime. Visit GreatWolf.com for details on how to save up to 30% on your summer getaway.